welcome to season three of the Cleverly Changing podcast. Our podcast is all about learning how to educate your kids. I'm one of the hosts, Elle, and this is episode 42. In season three, we are still talking to experts in their field. Our guest today is Lawrence Wagner, the founder and director of SparkMindset.com. Spark Mindset has a new virtual program to help teach middle and high school students about the cybersecurity field. My co-host is Miriam, a mom of four and an aspiring farmer. So who am I? I am an entrepreneur, mom to twin girls, and this podcast is not only for parents who homeschool their children, but it is for all parents who want to supplement their child's education. Our goal is to provide you with encouragement, insight about African history, and support as a parent and home educator. New episodes are uploaded bi-weekly, so please remember to subscribe and share. And if you want to keep this podcast going, please consider supporting it by donating via our Patreon page at a low monthly cost. Visit patreon.com slash cleverlychanging. Today's African proverb is, the responsibility of power is like holding an egg. Grasp it too tightly and it will drip from your fingers. Hold it too loosely and it will drop and break. And the origin of that proverb is Ghana. It's now time for the word of the episode. Dun, dun. Fuata Maji Yandavio means follow the water in Swahili. Oftentimes, we look to make things and people fit into what we think they should be. You cannot bottle the ocean. Our children and others in our lives are deeply complex and are just as difficult to bottle. Go with the flow and follow the water. Provide course correction as needed, but allow things to happen naturally. Patience and kindness and compassion will help guide you. Today's episode is already in session, so please enjoy. And if you do, there are they're rarely, rarely introduced to people in low-income communities because they don't have the teachers or the or the, the equipment to bring these skills to those communities. And so, you know, when I wake up every day, I always think of how can I change these statistics, right? How do I see more of, more of my people have economic breakthroughs, right? So that's why. As part of our program, we partner with Junior Achievement to teach financial literacy because I care about the whole person and I, and I wanna see communities change. You know, we talk about places like Chicago and call it Chirac and, and, and these names, but we don't provide them with some kind of ec- economic mobility to get out there those situations. And so I think our program provides those pathways to equ- economic mobility um, that we have lacked for so long. I'm really digging this idea of the economic mobility through um, exposure to 
things that, you know, are kind of foreign sounding or looking and just, oh, I never thought about that. So you mentioned earlier that many of the careers in cybersecurity do not require a college education. I won't lie. I am so loving that. Not to say that I do not um, support college education, but here in America, it comes with a large saddlebag of cash. And so <laughs> I'm very interested in hearing what are some of the pathways to really getting into that field that do not require um, college education because, you know, college isn't for everyone. And those who, you know, want to take on that adventure certainly will. And those who would rather not would like to not have to go to, you know, Ross for a job. <laughs> and I 100% agree with you, right? And so we focus on two career fields. Um, that's inf information um, security analyst and system and network administrator. Uh, and so with that, we, we have a two-year program for our high school that we prepare students for the Net Plus and Security Plus certifications. Um, oh. these, are these are industry certifications um, that, you know, you have to have a Security Plus to even step on and touch a government computer, right? So these are industry certifications that um, prepare a pathway. But beyond that, what we do is we partner with companies, right? So we have five companies that we're working with who also provide mentorship. And the goal is, is as these companies providing mentorship, they will also provide pay interns because we know mm. people in our community, right? Let's, mm -hmm. let's be real, right? So everyone was like, you should like strive for an internship and, and go take this and it should be free. Well, people in our community can't afford to go to a free internship. Right. So then we have the privilege who can, who can do this. And then we have other people who have to go work because they can't afford to do this. And so they don't get those opportunities. So again, like I, we care about the whole person. And so we are saying, how do we get you experience? How do we get you mentorship while you are still in high school? So when you come out of high school, you will have the soft skills, the financial literacy and the tech skills to actually get a job. Now I do I I have a master's degree, so I do not I am not against going to college. But what we tell students is we will provide a pathway. Uh, I'm not saying you're in you don't need college because in order to go up into the higher levels of cybersecurity, you will need some college. What I say is, why don't you have a company pay for it? Why don't or, yes. or at least have the money where you can afford it? Yeah. Um, and you can you can you can supplement that that income with your job, mm -hmm. but there's such a shortage out there. Why don't you get your foot in the door and like let, let the company pay for it? As my company paid for my master's degree. Oh, that is absolutely wonderful. Look, like I said, I'm not against the college because it can definitely be a big boost to your earning potential and everything. But you know, then you stuck paying back for a while, depending on, you know, how you work it out. Some people like yourself, you know, you were able to have a company pay for it, which is like the best thing in the world because they're still paying you too. <laughs> You're getting it on both ends. And so let me ask, so the um, working with the high school students, 
it's more um, vocational sort of thing then? Or it's just, yeah. we just call it like, you know, training? Yeah, I, I would say it's the, it's the new vocational. Um, okay. I think I think a lot of, but to be honest, I think a lot of STEM career fields are the new vocational, right? So there's mm. a lot of, a lot of STEM career fields, coding, um, software developers, they don't need college degrees. Right. right. So like we keep hammering people to go to college, but back in the day when I was in school, you had like, like construction and auto mm-hmm. and those things in school. So then they became uncool because we wanted everyone to go to college, right? But now you have these high paying STEM career fields that you can get in the door entry level without a college degree. Um, companies like IBM, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, they don't not, they do not require a career, I mean, a, a college degree, they require competency, right? So if you can get a, a student competency while they're in high school, then you can get them a job coming out of high school. Um, again, companies are short in these career, in these career fields, and they're trying to figure out a new way of developing pipelines into their into their organizations where they can feel like they can get top talent, you know, um, not pay as much um, for a kid coming right out of high school, I mean, out of college, because now they have to wait an additional four years when they can like start like filling that pipeline earlier. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Well, would you like to share a little bit more about the, why can I not get my mind right? The Spark, <laughs> the Spark Mindset Camp. Yeah, so our our camps are a two weekend. So they are um, a Saturday and Sunday, and they're from two and a half hours. Right? Um, and the the purpose of the camps is really what we say: intro to cybersecurity and advance. Right. So. The camp is basically a shortened version of our middle school program, right? So the basically where middle school program is the after school program that's like a couple of hours a week. The camp is all that information condensed. Okay, well, let me ask this about your camps. In today's current climate, and I really hate bringing Rona up, but the question is, are you all doing this in person or are we doing these virtually? Oh, we're um, doing and, this virtual. Okay, and so has your um, your middle school and high school um, programs- school have, programs? Yeah, have they been um, transitioning well with the current climate or are we kind of putting those on hold for a little we're, while? We're putting the after school programs on hold for a while. Um, only because, right? So the, all this is virtual and they would transition well. Problem is, is you have two, two issues, right? One, you have schools. Mm-hmm. Schools are currently um, still up in the air on how they're going to run school, right? Um, and so not to dog schools, um, but they didn't make a decision earlier during this time of they all made the decision that they were going to go back to school. And when that didn't happen, they didn't have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. So schools are still like into transitioning on how they're gonna run their schools. 
which makes it difficult for parents to like figure out what they're going to do for an after school program, right? Right. Because, like with that transition. Now on a weekend, right, this is something that parents um, can get their kids involved in. And we look at it at two ways. One, this is, you know, a lot of kids are not playing sports right now. So a lot of kids are not in after school programs. So this is a time where they can interact with different um, students across the country. Two, parents, we have your kids for two and a half hours, right? Um, And so that gives you a chance to to (laughs) go out and like do something, right? Because like we have them for a good chunk of their time. Our programs are interactive. So they do projects within there. They play games. um, They do presentations. But it's, it's interactive um, where we're not doing this and we're just talking at them the whole entire time. So that, it, that sounds really great because I think a lot of kids, you know, with school, many of them are remote learning. So they are literally sitting there right. for a good chunk of time. And so you're saying that you're making it interactive. So you're not just giving them skills about cyber education you're also giving them speaking skills like what are some of the other skills that kids are really learning and honing by joining your program other than just the cybersecurity skills yeah so we focus on five skills Uh, we call them our 21st century skills and they are critical thinking problem solving adaptability collaboration and communication right these are the main skills that all kids are going to need to go into not just a cybersecurity field, but to any STEM career field, pretty much any job, right? Um, and so with that, we also, they're, they're also presenting, they're learning to talk to each other. So they're doing like presentations for each other. So we're having, a, we had them look up like one, just one example. We talk about the different types of hackers. We have each student um, pick a hacker that interests them. In, the, in that breakout rooms, they're like creating these mini presentations and then they're presenting to their classmates why this hacker, you know, um, is important to them. So they get to like take ownership. So we're like, go research, right? Um, so we're teaching them how to take ownership, of their education, researching skills, um, presenting skills, um, some of, and we and we call on them a lot to interact as well, so they can't just sit there and like kind of be quiet um, <laughs> because uh, it helps them with speaking in front of people that they don't know, right? So it's different when you're like with your classmates and you start to get to know people, but like they don't know any of these people coming into the classroom. Right, right. So when a student is interested, they can be anywhere. So this program is nationwide because it's virtual? Yes, they can be anywhere. Um, we normally make the times where it's convenient for um, all the coast. And so, yeah, they can definitely be anywhere. Um, we've also talked to some people in other countries as well. Oh, How long exciting. has the program been in existence? Can you tell us maybe some success stories? Uh, so like we've really, um, so right now our high school program, we're running a high school program in New Orleans right now. Um, but our camps literally just started, our virtual camp started this summer, right? We were doing, we were doing the following year, we had just launched our camps with our virtual reality because 
when we were doing in-person, we had kids go into virtual reality um, and see as, um, different concepts of cybersecurity and we gamified it. So they got to play games and do that. And so next year, we're gonna actually use um, augmented reality because oh. almost every student has a phone and a tablet and, it's, and it breaks that accessibility barrier. Um, so we're actually have had people interested, I would say 60% of our students who've gone through um, have been interested to go to our advanced um, program that we're launching um, next year. Um, we just were working with the women in technology and, and me in Georgia. And so we just had eight students go through, seven of them are working with our team right now to do video testimonials. And so those will be out soon. And seven out of eight definitely are going to our advanced class as well. That's awesome. I think, you know, people listening to this, they may not have, um, you know, a child that is of age who can join the program, but they may want to donate. Where can someone, if they're interested in supporting your program, how can they go about doing that? So... Two, two ways they can reach out to myself um, or our team at info at sparkmindset.com or they can go to the website where there is um, a way to invest in a kit online. So they can go to www.sparkmindset.com and go under sponsorships and there are ways that they can sponsor. Um, <clears throat> you can sponsor a child or you can sponsor multiple children or oh, you can partner lovely. with us. So that is lovely. Well, can I ask this question about mm -hmm. the age range? Because you did mention middle school and high school children. So does that mean that we're dealing with, you know, 11 years and up? Or do we have something that is also geared to a younger demographic or just? No, so we, we started at sixth grade. Um, okay, no problem. Couldn't go younger. <laughs> And the reason being is because we initially started at high school, right? So we mm -hmm. started at high school and then I realized like that the learning curve, why it's achievable, is easier if I get you um, at middle school because you don't have the concepts of you can't, right? Mm -hmm. Baked in, especially with our, our young women, right? So trying to get women in high school level into STEM or any cybersecurity um, career, um, if you don't start at middle school, it's, it's challenging, right? I agree we should start at high school, but we also opened up our program for adults because, and we're doing oh. that. So we're doing that in January because again, this field needs people. And so our whole goal is to create a pipeline. So that pipe, that pipeline is basically high school and adults. But middle school is like feeding into the high school. We have to like we have to provide opportunities um, for people in our community. Um, initially, I fought against doing that. I only want to work with kids. Um, but based on the Rona, and people are losing their jobs, or they're being forced to go work at Ross, um, and and our community is the highest hit. Right, we're the we're the most ones that's gonna be impacted because we're at the front line with no insurance. And so when I saw these things like that, I was like, okay, I, you know, whether people, I wanted to or not, 
like I had to provide this um, for adults. That's commendable. I'm really interested in the adult program. It's not quite ready yet. You said it should be starting in January. Starts so January. can you give us a sneak peek into some of the, or yeah. I mean, if it's secret, it's okay. No, it's not. Right. It's not, it's not it's just to what we plan on moving. What we're doing is uh, we've taken our high school curriculum and we shorten it, right? Um, when we look at high school, high school students are, we create a program because we knew they had other, other classes. Right. Um, and so this one's a very condensed version of that. Um, and so you don't have to have any skills. And so what we say is come in, no skills. Our first three courses is like getting you up to speed to jump into these career fields. So we, we, teach, our, we teach you the pre prereqs as part of our program. Um, I will say normally it would take a year um, because the first six months you're are working on a net plus certification, the second six months you're working on a security plus certification in this, and it's the same setup as the um, high school. So we're, we're going to partner with organizations, we're going to get you mentorships uh, and hopefully provide you a pipeline into a job. The, the cool thing that we're doing, and we're doing this in Colorado right now, is we're working, um, it's called the employer training provider list. And so it's like workforce centers have money, um, government funding to help students from 16 to 24 years old, right? And so to, so we're in a process of getting like registered and um, approved in that program. Once we're approved in that program, we're gonna go to all the workforce centers and offer the same program because all workforce centers have some of these dollars that I'm talking about for that age group. And so um, that's another thing that we're doing where the burden doesn't fall on the parents but it, or, the, or the individual, but it falls on a organization to, to help empower them. So oh, I like this idea. I, I'm wondering right now, one of the things that you mentioned is that the black community is being hit really hard. And I know that it is your goal to really serve those communities that are facing poverty. Some of those communities are really struggling with devices for their kids. So they, the parents may be interested in taking the program. You know, right now we've heard of people who their kids are using cell phones and they have to share them with their siblings. Does your program, if a student is in need of a device in order to participate, are there, uh, is there a way for them to participate? How would that work? So um, we, at this time, don't provide devices, but we make it where they can be on any device. So they can actually um, take our courses on tablets. Most kids are, are beginning, are getting tablets from their schools, um, you know, if there is a library open, they can go to their library and, and be a part of our program. So right now we just don't have the economic means to, to provide additional um, equipment, but we do provide um, partial scholarships or full scholarships for those in, in um, those communities. So off the bat, um, they get, um, 60% off the price of the program. If we had no sponsors, they would get 60% um, discount 
in those communities as, as a way for us to, to empower people in those communities. That's incredible. Thanks for sharing that. I am looking on your website right now and something really jumped out at me and it says that there is a financial literacy piece to what you guys share. And as someone who is a mom, as um, just someone who I grew up and I just found out that financial literacy is one of the most important aspects of adulthood. And it's something that you're not necessarily getting in the educational sector. You're not taking personal yeah, finance classes not getting in that undergrad. <laughs> I took them in, in um, college and I, I mean, they have made a world of difference in my life. So can you kind of describe that piece? Because some people may be thinking, well, I don't know about this whole cybersecurity thing, but there are so many aspects like you mentioned earlier, but this financial literacy piece could be something that could really help them. And maybe they don't know that they're interested in cybersecurity yet, but there is something in here that they can take with them and you know, build upon it and it can change their life. Mm. Yes, so in our advanced camp, we give them a snippet of some financial literacy and the programs, we partner with Junior Achievement, right? So we partner with Junior Achievement and we teach financial literacy as part of, it's embedded in our course, right? So the, so the students have tech time and then they have financial literacy time, right? So they get, um, anywhere from an hour, an hour and a half um, a week to go through each lessons. There's 14 lessons that they will go through, teach them how to manage their money, how to like budgeting. We get into um, how to buy a house, a car. Um, we get into, you know, um, just how to do every day, but also how to like invest their money, right? So like their money can work for them. Because yes. we know that their money is a tool. We just not, not everyone in our communities has been taught how to use that tool properly. And so, um, again, when I say we care about the whole, the whole student, right? And I agree with you, L, that not everyone is going to go into cybersecurity. I am not um, naive to believe that. But what I want to do is provide you at least with the opportunity to say, well, maybe not cybersecurity, but what other STEM career field that we can go into? And so we actually do like have a Facebook page called Stepping Into STEM and we'll be um, launching that. Um, and what that is, is we will have people come on our program and talk about the different STEM career fields um, that they can go into um, besides cybersecurity um, because this is why I'm happy to be on your show, but as many opportunities that we can give people um, to hear about the different up and coming um, STEM career fields, the, the, the better, right? And so I look at it as if you don't decide to go into cybersecurity, who else is doing something that I can push you in that direction? Where is it coding or um, data analytics or other STEM career fields? And so when you leave our program, we give you the basic knowledge of cybersecurity, which you're going to need in your everyday life anyway. Um, you you get some soft, I mean, 21st century skills, because I don't like the word soft skills. Um, and then you get, you know, how to manage my money, how to manage your money, right? Like, these are all the things I wish I could, like, I had when I was in high school, mm -hmm. like, 
I'll never forget when I took my first critical thinking class and I was, it felt like the world was just opened up to me, right? Because I was like, wait, what? I mean, I don't have to listen to like, I can actually go like research when someone says something, like I don't have to take it <laughs> like faith value because someone on, on, on Fox News said, you know, this is how the world looks like. And, um, or someone from CNN said something, I can actually go fact check that. And so, um, yeah, we need to prepare our kids to be empowered in all aspects to be um, to be really good adults and to be able to take care of the generation behind them. Like I'm trying to take care of the generation, their their generation. I love this idea. It's very um, forward thinking and yet backward thinking at the same time because you know. <laughs> a lot of other cultural groups do this for their children. You know, they have generational things in place to help them navigate the transition between young adulthood and adulthood. And they have these um, pieces of encouragement that show them the way to move within society and move successfully. And, you know, sounds like what you're saying is just to give them the skills that they need to succeed so that regardless of what their current situation is or what may look like few options, that there's a much larger world out there that they certainly have access to and can tap into. And it doesn't matter whether they're the only black woman or the only Latino male in that space, but they'll do just fine and they'll be able to stomp with the big dogs. I can say that. <laughs> and be confident in themselves. I really, you know, I think that's important for us to give to our children because we had this before, you know, dealing with the total person and giving them a well-rounded means of looking at the world. Yes, I think that for me, um, you know, that's how you break poverty. There's three things that keep people in poverty, lack of job opportunities, lack of access, and, and lack of awareness. Right? So people as we, oh, oh, go on. Go I was ahead. just saying, people don't know what they don't know. Right? right. So sometimes we blame people for their, their environments. And I'm like, but you labeled, you knew in fourth grade, if you, if you did not intercede for that child, what was going to happen to them. But yet we don't. And then we get mad when they do self-fulfilling prophecies um, in their lives. Yes. So as sorry. we kind of wrap up the conversation, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if you can kind of um, just tell people one more time, what is cybersecurity? Yeah, again, cybersecurity is protecting um, data. It's, it's, it's protecting 
people who against unwanted access uh, to data that they shouldn't have access to, right? Uh, that's as, as simply as that I can put it like in layman's terms, you know, what being super technical. And so that is access, whether it's me hacking, access, whether me, you know, I have um, access has been given, your credit card information has been given to me because someone hacked into it, right? But it's really protecting data um, from the hands of unauthorized people. Okay, that's great you, oh, to keep in mind. Oh, go on. Yes. And would you be so kind one more time as to let everyone know where they can find more about you, Mr. Lawrence, and your Spark Mindset, so that yes. we can encourage. <laughs> yes, first, um, thank you for that. Um, you can learn more about Spark Mindset at www.sparkmindset.com or you can reach out to info at sparkmindset.com um, and someone will be happy to reach out to you and, and tell you more about our programs. We are on Facebook. Uh, so we're Spark Mindset um, on Facebook, Stepping Into STEM on Facebook, and we are also on Instagram and LinkedIn. Well, it's been incredible hearing about the program. And I really hope that families at home are listening in and are going to go to that website because this is something that you're doing with their children in mind. You've made it fun, engaging, and it's a program that can really just change their lives. And I think that it is so commendable and so helpful. So I thank you for taking time with us today to just kind of share us, share with us a little bit about your world and what you do. Yeah, thank you for having me. And um, we also, for you blessing us on your show, we would like to give your um, audience a 25% discount. Um, so well, thank you. I'm gonna provide you with a code uh, and that code will give your audience 25% um, if they, um, they have to say they heard it from you. Um, so we're gonna actually send you the code. So, um, and then you can just distribute it as you see fit. Okay, so what we will do, we will definitely um, share a little commercial. We'll do a separate commercial to put that into the podcast so that people can hear it because we know that this program is something that people can benefit from. And that's what this podcast does. We like to share information and share programs and tell you a little bit about people so mm -hmm. that you know they can make informed decisions about their future. Before we go, I, I do want you to take a moment because like I just said, we like to share a little bit about the person. And I want you to share why cybersecurity has really changed your life. <laughs> So I say it gave me pathways, right? Cybersecurity, um, while I was working at Shriver, it, it allowed me to progress in my job, um, you know, and it has given me the ability to provide um, a pathway for other people. So at this, at this stage in my career, I'm all about creating a legacy more than I am about creating a job or, and so um, for me, 
if I can, you know, at the end of my life, if I can change some of these statistics with the use of cybersecurity um, when it comes to poverty, um, then that's when I would say cybersecurity has really impacted my life. That's beautiful. Well, folks, you heard it here on the Cleverly Changing podcast, and we want you to go to Spark mindset.com and learn more.